everyone and welcome back to the Wholesome Waken podcast with your host Violetta. Today with a super exciting topic which is intuitive eating versus food freedom. The reason why I decided to record this episode is because I've been getting a lot of questions about intuitive eating, whether I practice it, whether that's something that you should be striving for, or whether that's something that I don't believe in. So I thought uh, because I can't possibly answer this in just one quick story, I will need way more time to explain everything and my beliefs and why I do or don't believe in intuitive eating and what exactly it actually is. I thought the perfect format for this is actually record a podcast episode. So here I am sitting on my couch. I really do hope that actually it's not too loud because I live super close to a street and like every other minute a scooter might be passing. So I hope that you're not able to hear it too much. But if you do, then my apologies in advance for that. However, this shouldn't um, make a difference because the topic that I'll be talking about is super interesting and also super important to understand, especially for women who are trying to gain weight because this is something that so many women struggle with and they're not sure whether they should be striving for that or not so I thought I'll answer this question once and for all. Before we get into the episode however I wanted to quickly let you know about the supplements that I've been using for years now because that's also something that you've been asking me so many times and I think I've never actually spoken about this on my podcast so the supplements that I've been using for let me guess I think it's been actually well over three years now which is an insane insane amount of time because there's barely something that I've been sticking with for such a long amount of time however the supplements that I'm using are just so good they're literally in my very honest opinion the best that you can get um the brand is called viva life if you guys follow me on instagram or on youtube you've probably come across already viva life because i mention them every now and then because i just truly believe that they are the best what i'm using from the range is the protein powder on a daily basis as well as their creatine powder i think i've spoken about creatine powder before already because i think that creatine powder is the most efficient supplement on a weight gain journey I do have a bunch of Instagram posts explaining why and how creatine can help. So if you want to get deeper into that, I highly suggest to check out my Wholesome Waken Instagram page because there I actually have explained what creatine does and why it's so efficient on a waking journey. But furthermore, I also use their B12, their omega-3 and D3 in liquid form because I do think that those supplements are crucial, especially on a plant-based diet, but even on any other diet, I think it can do no harm to supplement with that, but it can definitely cause a lot of harm if you don't supplement with that. So I think it's a no-brainer to not use these supplements. And yeah, these are the supplements that I use on an absolute everyday basis, but they also have amazing things like wellness drinks. They have, for example, a matcha latte if that's something that you like they have a cacao latte and so many other things turmeric latte as well and they also have a greens powder and just so many amazing other products i've tried every single product and i can only say that every single product i do like and i can only recommend so there was just a quick plug because i wanted to make sure that you guys don't miss this oh and actually because it's January right now it is the 9th of January and January is known to be also veganuary for a lot of people who are trying the plant-based diet or are wanting to become vegan but even if not you can still benefit from the discount that they offer. Viva Life is offering a 10 euro discount on every order that's above 40 euros which is insane because usually all they offer is 10% but this time it's 10 euros off so that's a lot more than only 10% off so make sure to not miss this discount in the whole month 
10th of January. If you would like to support me whilst you order, feel free to use my code Violetta10 because this will actually give me some sort of commissions and I would really appreciate if you would use my link. So the link will be down below in the description box and I would say without further talking about anything else but intuitive eating and food freedom let's get straight into the episode so first of all what actually is intuitive eating intuitive eating says that you should eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full i think this sentence alone makes me happy i think this is technically what humans should be doing we should eat when we are hungry right we should also stop when we feel full and intuitive eating is also a method however food freedom is the goal so this is the main difference between intuitive eating and food freedom Again, intuitive eating is a method and food freedom should be the goal, which means also that food freedom can be achieved in other ways. So you don't necessarily have to follow intuitive eating, which is usually divided in 10 principles of intuitive eating, eating which I will be going into detail. I will read every single one of these principles out loud to make sure that everyone knows about them. And I will also make a little comment or statement what I actually think about those principles. Um, but like I said, again, intuitive eating is just a method. Intuitive eating should not be the goal, but food freedom should be the goal. At least in my belief, in my opinion, I think food freedom is um, what every human being should experience because I think it's definitely the best food relationship that you can have um, to be fully free from. We're going to cover that later on. So first of all, or actually, second of all, what are the 10 principles of intuitive eating? Number one, it says reject the diet mentality. So obviously the diet mentality is usually all about weight loss, right? So usually like any diet that you read online or you come across online, is always about weight loss. No one is talking about weight gain, which is exactly why I found it wholesome weight, weight gain because there's so much on the market about how to lose weight, how to shed pounds, how to yeah get your abs and things like that. But no one is really talking about how to gain weight, how to gain weight healthily and wholesomely. But there's so many women struggling with that too. Am I right? I know that I'm right. So reject the diet mentality. When it comes to weight loss, probably makes sense. Yes, but when it comes to weight gain, well, doesn't really apply so much. Number two of the principles is honor your hunger. And that means to follow your first biological signal. So let's say whenever your body is saying, oh, okay, I'm hungry, I should eat now then technically intuitive eating says you should be eating. But here's the first problem that comes with that. Most people don't really know what hunger feels like. Most people think whenever they have like, I don't know, whenever the belly is making a sound, whenever they feel like the stomach is empty, whenever they feel like, oh yeah, I should be eating now or I'm hungry, people eat. But the difference is that most people don't really know the difference between hunger and appetite. And there is a huge difference between that. To be very honest, a few years ago, I had no idea what the difference is. And I had no idea that there's a difference between appetite and hunger. But the way I learned for myself what actual hunger is, is to do a fast. I did a juice fast um, in a combination with a water fast, not saying that this is the only method to find that out but this is the way that I went for and as it was actually also not my goal so when I did the juice and water fast my goal was not to define the difference between hunger and appetite but it actually just came with that so when I did the fast I think it was in total about 10 days or something like that it's also like many many years ago the first time I actually knew that oh I think the whole time when I was thinking that I'm hungry I wasn't actually hungry I was just craving food because 
I don't know, it was a habit, it was, I was bored, or it was just something that people told me, like, right? People tell you, oh yeah, at 9 a.m. you should be having breakfast because otherwise you're hungry, you just you just start thinking that you just start you look at the clock and you're like oh it's already 10 a.m so an hour ago i should have eaten so that means that i'm hungry right so we're influenced by so many other people's opinions by so many other things that we read and see online that i think we barely really know our own hunger our own biological signal i mean of course if you are able to listen to your body fully then it is definitely a good thing but i think so many of us actually don't know that which is why um, i think it's it's important to get there to actually know your body fully to be able to listen to your body intuitively um but yeah before you get there i think it's pretty much impossible to honor your hunger hunger fully number three it says make peace with food which means give yourself unconditional permission to eat yes and no so i think of course giving yourself permission to eat is so important you should not be restricting yourself from any foods you should never be like forbidding yourself to indulge or eat or eat anything but unconditional permission means also that kind of no matter what it is you should always be like okay i i'm gonna eat that okay i'm gonna eat that which is not necessarily a good thing either because then you might be binging without even noticing or you might just like be eating foods that you don't even want but because you kind of feel like you should be allowing yourself to eat that you're gonna eat that if that makes any sense um so it depends here a lot again on how honest you can be with yourself and also how much of unconditional permission you can you can or should give yourself i think it doesn't have to be unconditional so for example me as a someone who is on a plant-based diet like if i would give myself unconditional permission that would mean that mean that if there's for example meat on my plate or someone is offering me meat then i would have to say yes because this is unconditional but my condition is that i don't want to eat meat so I technically wouldn't fall under the category of being an intuitive eater, if that makes any sense. So um, yeah, I just partly agree with that, but I also partly disagree with that. Number four, challenge the food police. Um, Yeah, I don't really know exactly what that means, to be very honest, but the food police basically saying that like anything that's kind of from the diet culture again, like similar to number one, um, you should be rejecting, you should only be listening to whatever your body wants um again here i think it's only possible when you're fully recovered from any past eating disorders for example if you're fully honest with yourself and you can fully allow yourself to listen to yourself and i think in nowadays society it's so hard to get there like honestly barely anyone can actually say that this person is able to fully intuitively allow or disallow yourself to eat i think it's literally in today's society so incredibly hard to get that we're so oversaturated with food at all times food is not what it was like probably like 100 or 200 years ago like back then you didn't have like a whole mason jar of nuts for example in your kitchen you had to go somewhere to get your nuts like it was not as accessible as it is today but i will talk more about that a little bit later on as well 
Number five, discover the satisfaction factor, which is kind of the opposite or goes along with honor your hunger, which was number two, which means that as soon as you're satisfied, you feel like, okay, my belly is getting full, you should stop eating as well. Um, again, here, yes and no, because, for example, there are some people who are only able to eat tiny, tiny portions at once. And I feel like if you never allow yourself to increase the portions, because I don't think necessarily that it's good to eat like every half an hour, right? That's what I use to do i used to snack through it the whole day but never actually have a full meal and i thought that i was eating so much food because i was having like 10 to 20 different kind of meals but they were so tiny they were so small that i was barely getting any nutrients i was barely getting any calories but because i had the feeling of eating so much because i had so many different meals such a big variety but in a tiniest portion um i felt satisfied i didn't feel hungry because obviously if i eat like constantly basically right um yeah i felt satisfied so i think here again you really have to know your body so much without lying to yourself without um yeah having any kind of past i don't know even still existing eating disorders and things like that and yeah I think as soon as you know where your satisfaction factor actually lies, it would be possible to get there. But most of us actually don't, to be very honest. Like most of us actually don't know what a satisfaction factor is. Number six says, feel your fullness pause. Sorry, feel your fullness, pause in the middle of eating and ask yourself how the food tastes and what your current hunger level is. I love that one. I think it's so important to be more mindful with your food and just to literally pause and be like, okay, I'm eating right now. Like I'm not Netflixing whilst I'm eating. I'm not like, I don't know, answering some business emails or um, I don't know what people <laughs> else would do whilst they eat. I think it's so important to be more mindful, to actually slow down when you eat and to be present with your food to actually see what you're eating to um, taste the food that you're having and not just like shuffle it in your mouth it's not like obviously food has the function to fuel us food has the function to um, nourish us but not only that i think it's also a pleasure it's also should be enjoyable and not only okay i'm eating for the sake of getting my calories in right i think uh, there's also the other side of food as in being pleasurable and also enjoyable so i love number six it's probably one of my favorite um, principles of intuitive eating number seven cope your cope with your emotions Oh, sorry, cope. With, oh, yeah, cope with your emotions with kindness. Food won't fix any of these feelings. Yes. Also, a big, big yes from my side here. So, that means that basically food is not there to um, cope your emotions, uh, to um, depress, suppress your emotions. Sorry. Um, totally agree with that because food is obviously like it won't fix anything, right? Like, if you're feeling sad and you're going to eat, I don't know. Uh, a muffin or whatever you're not gonna feel actually better from that like your emotion is still gonna be there you're not gonna be suddenly happy like let's say you broke up with your boyfriend or whatever you eat the muffin like the breakup is still there it's not actually gonna fix the real world you might feel better like in the moment when you're eating the muffin but actually to use food as an escape I don't think that's a good idea because then you will probably end up in like a binge eating disorder or something else um yeah, definitely not a good idea. So I think it's more important to actually cope with your emotions in the real world and food have that as a separate thing, but not um, mix that too much one with the another. Number eight, risk, uh, respect your body and accept your genetic blueprint. 
Hmm, there was one that I actually struggled with to agree or disagree on, but I think I more on the disagreeing side because um, it says that, for example, if your body, uh, let's say if you're like 10 pounds, if you have 10 pounds too much on your body, 10 kilos, whatever it is, um, it says that if that's what your body is feeling good, you should accept your genetic blueprint. But I think that you can always change your genes. For example, me. I have the genes or whatever. My whole family is fairly skinny. And so I thought at some point that I just had to accept my skinniness, that I just that it was just my genetic blueprint because I was obviously trying to gain weight. I was um, at some point eating in a caloric surplus, but I wasn't really gaining any weight. That was, for example, the year when I was binge eating at... Um, mcdonald's burger king kfc and so so on and so forth so at some point i thought okay you know what i'm just gonna accept my skinniness because apparently my body just doesn't want to want to gain any weight but i think that's not really correct because i think you are able and you should be able to decide whether you want to lose or gain some weight and i think it's always possible i just discovered way later on that i just needed even a higher caloric surplus than i was um than I was having back in the years and that helped me to actually gain weight and I feel also so much better like with the 10 kilos more in my body than before so I could have technically accepted the genetic blueprint blueprint that I apparently have of being skinny but no I think you're still able of changing that and number nine says movement feel the difference remember that you don't have to eat perfectly to be healthy you will not suddenly get a nutrient deficiency or become unhealthy from one snack one meal or one day of eating it's what you eat consistently over time that matters progress not perfection is what counts i feel like <laughs> not the whole thing was the principle maybe the rest was actually my notes i'm not too sure about that but yes again here a big yes from my side i think that's so important to know that for example if you are eating 90 percent super healthily with wholesome foods um, with whole foods especially and if you have like one cake in a week or whatever it is then it will not not change much like honestly it will not make you fat suddenly you will not gain five kilos extra suddenly this will not happen so i would see the whole thing like your whole diet whatever you're eating as like a whole thing not just like as like all the tiny meals um so yeah definitely agree with that like definitely from one snack or one meal you will not like change so much right so definitely be able to indulge into things that you really want and yeah progress not perfection is what counts and last but not least oh i think i've either uh kind of missed the 10th one or the 9th and the 10th of x actually together but anyway i think it was important to actually um, i think the principles are like a great summary of what intuitive eating is to like actually know what intuitive eating is about what are the things that intuitive eaters believe in and those were the 10 points so as you thought saw um in the majority i do agree with i think they're beautiful and they're really nice however not all of them are made for everyone so i think that you still have to adjust it to your own needs to your own beliefs and to your own specific and unique situation um, and you also have to learn to listen to your body first because before you can actually say okay i'm gonna eat intuitively because yeah you will not know your biological first signal when you're hungry you will not know your satisfaction factors so on and so forth and same with the genetic blueprint that i personally i would actually say not oh yeah i would disagree like majority of me is disagreeing with that there's probably like a little part of me that kind of agrees but there is still a majority of me that is disagreeing with that point
Okay, so as you probably saw, I don't necessarily fully believe or stand behind intuitive eating because also like the thing that I mentioned already earlier is nowadays society and nowadays life is so oversaturated with foods we haven't had that before so definitely people or humans were able to eat intuitively years and years ago but nowadays we have so much access and easy access to any kind of food that we want in an instant you can literally just order by uber or whatever app you can use in the country that you live in and whatever you have in your mind will be delivered to your door within minutes like that alone was not possible a few years ago like let's say 100 years ago that was not possible you just couldn't do that right so when you wanted to have a brownie you either had to like go to the store or i don't even know if like <laughs> these kinds of stores existed 100 years ago or how easy it was to get the ingredients for a brownie but you know what i'm where i'm getting at so you were not able to just like order instantly a brownie you actually had to do the groceries make the brownie wait until the brownie is done so this whole process would have taken a few hours probably and of course if you crave a brownie but you're like oh but it's gonna take me like two or three hours to make that happen you have a different kind of perspective and perception to food you're not gonna be like oh um but i'm still i still reading the brownie right now so you're not gonna just um you you were not able to access this as instantly um as you can now which means that if you crave something, for example, the brownie, you get it instantly. Then one hour later, you crave something else, you get it instantly again. So just the exposure of food that we have nowadays was not there many, many years ago. So I think the intuitive eating was probably way easier, way more likely and possible many years ago. But nowadays, I'm not so sure about that. For example, also here, um, I'm sitting on my couch and I have a beautiful view on my kitchen. And I can see all the beautiful mason jars that I have stored in front of me. I have oats, I have puff dries, I have pumpkin seeds and cacao nips and so many other things. And I have bananas in front of me. But because I look at this food, I could be thinking, oh, yeah, I really want that. But usually, like, if I wouldn't see that food, I wouldn't even crave it. I wouldn't even think of that. But because I have it in front of me, my body might think, oh, yeah, that would be a good idea to just, like, spoon half the jar of my peanut butter right now. But the amount of calories that I will be spooning is probably, real. I mean, you know, like, one tablespoon of peanut butter has, like, 100 calories approximately, right? So if I would spoon, like, half the jar, I would eat, like, up to 1,000 calories within minutes, not saying that it's good or bad, I don't want to judge this action, but I'm just pointing out that it usually isn't possible for people or humans to get this amount of calories within minutes. Like you would need to go hunting to get like a thousand calories or you would need to do like some crazy work to get to that or I don't know, you know what I'm getting at? I guess you feel, you know, and you feel where I'm getting at. So um I just want to point out the difference between intuitive eating back then, probably 100% possible, but intuitive eating nowadays, probably less likely that it's possible, especially for um, women who have a disordered food perception and food relationship anyway. Okay, so let's get into food freedom, shall we? I have googled the person or the I don't know, the company who sort of has founded the word or who's like representing the word and their definition of food freedom is saying food freedom is feeling control of the food that you eat instead of food controlling you. And I just think it sounds so right and so beautiful to me. Like I think food should not ever be controlling you. 
like i think it's so toxic and just so unhealthy if food is ruling your whole life if no matter what's happening food is always there like you always have it on the back of your mind you always have to like think of it you always have to be like oh i'm eating this but like you also like instantly picture the number of calories or whatever it has and it's just like not a beautiful life to live like that right because you want to be free of that you don't want to have like thoughts constantly ruling your head about food because obviously food is so important you need that you can't live without food i mean obviously you can live a few days weeks up to months even without food but at some point you will need to eat right so um, obviously you can't just eliminate food from your life and be like yeah i have food freedom i just don't eat any food no this is not gonna work you just have to find a middle path of how to live with food without that it's controlling you um so yeah, super important and I totally believe in that. And I think also that food freedom is about indulging in food when it's worth it and passing when it's not worth it. And I think this is the exact difference between food freedom and intuitive eating. Intuitive eating should be saying you have to indulge into whatever you feel like or whatever you see in front of your plate. So let's say there is a cake in front of me that um, looks good. I not my favorite cake and it also has let's say gluten and has like some processed oils that i usually don't tolerate so well um, and i also know that i don't deal with gluten perfectly um, but because the food is on, uh, the cake is in front of me it looks absolutely delicious um, listening to intuitive eating i should be having that right i should not be able to say no i don't want this because actually i do kind of want it but food freedom says that if you have this piece of cake you know it's not gonna do so much good to you You're actually gonna feel shitty afterwards i might get diarrhea i might get bloated i might feel an energy crash so it will not be worth worth it for me to have this piece of cake to feel so bad for hours maybe even days after that so i would much rather pass on this piece of cake and have a different dessert or have no dessert at all or just skip the dessert or whatever but in order to feel so much better i will much rather pass on that cake so i think this is where food freedom comes in place and i think it's actually a much better um, way to deal with food so whenever I think it's so worth it to have something that I deal deal well with, that my, it's not going to upset my tummy, it tastes good, and I really, really want it, and I really, really crave it, then I will have it. Then I will not be like, oh no, it's not healthy. I can't have it for X or Y reason. No, but if it's like, if I really want it, I'm going to have it, right? So that's the big difference. And I think also one of the most important things is to never feeling guilt or shame for doing something for, for like food decisions, right? If you have um, a donut for breakfast, you really want it and you also know it's going to be fine. You're not going to feel like bad from it. You're not going to, I don't know, have a sickness or illness from it or whatsoever. Do not feel guilty to actually indulge into this donut and be like, yes it tastes so good and i really wanted it it really hits the spot or my craving that i was having and my period is coming in three days so i really really needed this donut so badly and you just enjoy it fully and you feel good about yourself you're not like oh i'm having this donut i know i shouldn't be having it i feel so bad already oh i already feel my pimple coming or whatever this is not a good food relationship to have you should definitely be able to indulge fully without feeling guilty or shaming yourself or whatever so it's about taking the morality out of food and recognizing that you're not it's not like a good or bad thing to do and you're also not a good or bad person ba based on what's on your plate right like 
whatever you feel like um, you're gonna be eating you don't have to judge it you don't have to say oh but this donut is good or this donut is bad you can just say i'm just having this beautiful delicious donut period nothing more to add true food freedom means that you are never again feel powerless over food so again food is not controlling your life food freedom also does not mean guiltlessly eating anything that lands on your plate like i already mentioned you're also allowed to say no to what doesn't feel right to you and i think that's so important to also say no when you just feel like i actually don't want it i actually don't need it and i'm not gonna have it just to prove to myself that i'm able to eat anything right and i also think that you can achieve full free full Full, <laughs> Jesus, full food freedom and you can also still be limiting your for example sugar or gluten consumption because like I for example don't deal like I said super amazing with gluten I much rather have gluten-free pasta gluten-free breads things like that and I still believe that I have full fruit <laughs> Jesus I can't really say that full food freedom so yeah and I also just know that I personally feel better if I don't have overly sugary desserts like there's a difference between a dessert that's 90% made from white sugar or like a dessert that's based on dates for example like I know that I will have a much lower sugar crash when I have something that's based on dates but I also can enjoy just as much like for me personally it tastes just as good if not even better so why do I need to prove to myself that I can that I'm gonna enjoy and love this white sugar made cake or whatever I'm not saying that I would never have it I obviously do have sometimes sugary things and things with gluten as well I'm not perfect whatsoever but every time I do that I'm like I would have felt so much better if I wouldn't like not emotionally or not um, from a guilt kind of view seeing that but just like my body would just actually feel so much better if I wouldn't have had that but I felt good in the moment and I also don't shame myself I don't judge myself and I'm also totally okay if I'm not being perfect I hope this was deep enough to explain the main differences that I personally see between food freedom and intuitive eating and why I actually don't promote intuitive eating as much because I honestly don't think that I would be able to fully eat intuitively. Like I said, for example, if I would wake up at 6 a.m. and I would just see, I don't know, leftover pasta in my fridge, I would just have it just because I'm like, oh yeah, sure, why not? Like I wouldn't even think about it. I would just be like, yeah, let's have it. But then obviously if I wanted to go to the gym at 6.30, that wouldn't be a good idea. Like I wouldn't be able to focus on my workout. My body wouldn't be able to work out as great. So I much rather skip the pasta at 6 a.m and have it after the gym i hope that makes any sense um but yeah, just being able to be like to make also logical decisions when it comes to food because i think if we decide only emotionally it's not gonna it's not gonna bring us too much benefits i believe it's also like food freedom also says or i think that food freedom is also about to not needing to prove anything to yourself that you're willing to eat anything just to like be like yes I'm free of like any any decisions or I can do whatever I want like obviously you can and like there is not so much strength in like eating whatever you want like we see those people they don't feel amazing in their bodies and there is just no necessity and like stuffing fully highly processed foods in yourself every single day 24 7 um yeah it's about a balance it's everything is about a balance isn't that right but also don't forget to enjoy your favorite dessert from time to time because this is also part of food freedom i believe like i said if i really want to have a cake 
I'm just gonna have it like and that's fine I'm not gonna have it every day because I know this is not actually like my body would never cra crave a piece of cake every single day if so then I probably would test myself for candida or something because there there must be something going on that is either ruled by emotions or it's just not working perfectly fine in my body but if your body is working perfectly well and if you're able to listen to your body fully then just long for food freedom and don't even try to get into don't even like don't make it your goal to eat intuitively because like i said it's not, not the goal it's just a method anyway and you can also achieve food freedom with other methods i think that's all that i have to share this episode has been so much longer than i intended it's like over half an hour and i just spoke about two topics but i hope that you enjoyed it i hope it helped you to understand some certain things if there's anything that you would like to add to this episode i would be happily hear from you like please do let me know message me on instagram or email me at hello at wholesomeweightgain.com i'd happily chat with you that's all from me for today and i hope you have the most amazing day bye everyone and enjoy your january